At the beginning of his book, One Generation After, Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel tells an anecdote about the just man in Sodom. One of the just men came to Sodom, determined to save its inhabitants from sin and punishment. Night and day he walked the streets and markets, protesting against greed and theft, falsehood and indifference. In the beginning, people listened and smiled ironically. Then they stopped listening. He no longer even amused them. The killers went on killing. The wise kept silent, as if there were no just man in their midst. One day, a child, moved by compassion for the unfortunate teacher, approached him with this, this word, these words, Poor stranger, you shout, you scream, don't you see that it is hopeless? Yes, I see, answered the just man. Then why do you go on? I'll tell you why. In the beginning, I thought I could change man. Today, I know I cannot. If I still shout today, if I still scream, it is to prevent man from ultimately changing me. So it was with Isaiah and his call, and so it is with the contemporary church. Isaiah was called during a time of great national crisis. Other nations were ganging up on Judah. You remember the Assyrians from last week, the people that Jonah was sent to preach to? The Assyrian threat loomed large in the background. The leadership of Judah's kings was often mediocre at best, and the, the books of the kings are often unsparing in their judgments. Isaiah was called to speak truth, to be like the just man, even though God tells him that the people would not listen to him. We've been in the midst of multiple crises for months now. Over 1.3 million people have died from COVID worldwide. Over 245,000 of those deaths have been in the United States. Hyperpartisanship in the United States is here to stay, at least for a season. Issues of environmental, racial, and economic justice need to be addressed desperately, and not lightly like we have been doing. It's no wonder that we feel worn out, exhausted, ready to be done. How many of you have heard or said, I'm done, I'm just done with this whole virus thing. This is different from a catastrophe like a flood or a fire. A flood or a fire happens, and then recovery efforts start. This is ongoing, no end in sight. Maybe a little hope from the news about the vaccine this week, but still, it's, there's no clue, no timeline yet as to when that will be. And it's, so it's hard to be responsive to the call of God in times like this, in times where we just wanna curl up Pull the blankets over our heads and wait for this to blow over. Yet it is in times like this that God reaches out to the church the most. It is in a time like this that the church is most called to be the church. We have a unique commission as the body of Christ. We're not commissioned to be a social club. We're not commissioned to be clicky. 
we're supposed to have a message. The mission statement for the church, not for just Shalom, but for the church, is summed up in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And what did Jesus command? Jesus' very sermon, first sermon in Matthew and Mark is clear. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus commands repentance from our old ways that put ourselves above God's kingdom and our neighbors. Our whole lives are to reflect that repentance. Luther said as much in the first of the 95 Theses, which I referenced last week. Luther also said it in the small catechism on baptism. In response to the question, what does baptism signify? Luther writes, it signifies that the old person in us with all sins and evil desires is to be drowned, to be drowned through daily sorrow for sin and repentance, and that daily a new person is to come forth and rise up to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. To be drowned and then to live. Such repentance can be painful, of course. Isaiah experiences when the angel touches his lips with a burning hot coal. Doesn't sound very pleasant, does it? Isaiah knows that he is unworthy of the call of God and protests. Isaiah has unclean lips, or as the New Living Translation puts it more viscerally, filthy lips. Thanks to the men's Bible study this week. for I love it when they bring different translations because we can hear why, how each one, each translator, decides to translate certain passages. In any case, Isaiah needs to be purified before he can speak the word of God. And only God can purify him. Isaiah cannot be purified on his own. The same is true for us. We need purification from our sins before we can even begin to speak or to live out God's word. Fortunately for us, God does that for us in baptism. Baptism is the process in which we are adopted into God's family and purified of our sins by nailing them to the cross of Christ. I call it a process because we do only go through baptism once, but the consequences are eternal. Every day, God drowns the old person in us, the person that is in constant rebellion to God, the person that wants to do things its own way, the person that wants nothing to do with God. And every day, God's new creation is raised up by God. Struggle with sin is lifelong, but sin will never win. Not ultimately. And every day we are cleansed by God to speak and to live out God's word. To exhort repentance. To have faith in the good news of Jesus Christ, who was crucified and raised for the life of the world. And then to live as Jesus taught. In a sense, we are all prophets.
Moses is Moses' lamenting question in the book of Numbers when he says, Oh, would that all God's people were prophets and that God would put his spirit on them is true in the church. We are all called to speak and to live out God's word. So what is the church's call in this time of crisis or crises rather? Church is called to respond to its Lord, to remember our baptism, to repent every day of our sins, known and unknown, and to embrace the life-giving gospel that purifies us from our sins and gives us new life, and to embrace the mission of the church as stated in the Great Commission. Make fellow students of the gospel, students who are baptized, cleansed from their sins, and who strive to live the way that Jesus taught. Whether people are responsive or or not shouldn't concern us. Isaiah did not have a responsive audience, and you only need to read on after today's Bible passage to know that's true. Neither did the just man in the city of Sodom. Yet strengthened and empowered by God, they called the people to a different way of being than the destructive way they had known. God, make us a bold, faithful church, responsive to the call of Christ, remembering everything God has done for us and for the world. Let us pray. Lord Christ, in this difficult time around the world, open our ears to your call. Purge from us our destructive, self-focused ways and help us be faithful to you, remembering who you made us to be in our baptism and our call to the world. Amen.